Welcome back to Kafaro Cast, everyone. We have a very special guest, half Canadian, half American. Crimson chin. Completely handsome. Stud <laughs> of a man. Jeff Lander. Jeff <laughs> Landers. <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> Crimson chin? Is that what you said? Crimson chin? Isn't that what it's called? The cartoon Crimson chin? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Crimson it's Chin. That or Buzz Lightyear. It's incredible. Whatever. You don't get to pick your own I, nickname. I can't remember when we were mule deer hunting, you said something about we can only use call signs if you get to be Captain America. And, and I was, I think yeah, I was Sergeant Ironhead. Was that right? It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't so. know what Frank would be, but. Uh, what was it? Well, he he would be uh, Colonel Labamba. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm uh, Richie Valens, damn it. it! Oh yeah, that's his theme theme song. Uh, <laughs> so for for those of you who don't know, uh, we've hunted with Jeff quite a bit. Um, me a little bit more than than Frank, but we've hunted uh, grizzly, moose, mule deer, black bear. And uh, tried wolf, I guess, um, and successful at all of them. It's milfs. A, in, in milfs. Um, Sylvia. Which, actually, we've all been successful at that as well, so we're good. <laughs> um, well, and, and Jeff and I married ours. Frank, you're working on yours. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. The, uh, uh, I think, let's see. So, Jeff, what did we meet in 16? Is that right? It was your first traditional hunt kind of thing that black bear i think was your first time up wasn't it yeah that was that was my first uh i shot well i shot a turkey which doesn't really count and then my first uh that's true uh, four-legged animal um was with uh for 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 black bear with with you and you kind of invited us up i think last minute at the end of the season and we're like hey come you know come up if you can and that was a little bit of a of a shorter Shorter hunt, which is cool because you've been shooting uh, a stick bow since Christ was a kid. You said the last time you shot a compound, it had fine line sights on it. For those of you that knows what those are, <laughs> and an overdraw, dude. That Martin Firecat with an overdraw. <laughs> 22, 2018s, I think. It was completely dangerous. I'm sure. And uh, it's like twenty-one inch arrows or something. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Well, you um. Well, I say because I, I I bring you up frequently on uh, you know the different stuff that I've you know learned and a lot of what uh, you know you you didn't really like teach form or shooting that much. It was more some of the field stuff like getting. I remember the fletchings. You were like, hey, steam those and they'll pop back out. And then just kind of words of wisdom on stocks. That was the one thing you were like. Uh, not to turn this into a traditional archery podcast, but you were like. Uh, yeah, man, because uh, I'd shot some stuff at farther distances that you knew about, and you were like, look, the hunt is just beginning where it ended uh, with the compound, which that was going through my mind as I was trying to shoot that first bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it is different, dude, and you were... Did you... Yeah, I think... Did you go back to a compound? Because then... I, you sh- I did. You shot, shot one with a compound, I think. Maybe the next year. I did at, at a distance that I don't think you were very happy about. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I would have hit it with my forty-five seventy. Okay. Uh, you you got to adjust that scope a little far forward. <laughs> that's for sure. 
I yeah, we were driving uh we were driving down the road and we uh we were like, bear, yeah. bear and we we jumped out and and went over and um I don't know, you hung back probably 20 yards or so and I I shot and uh you're like how far was that? And I was like, "Ah, oh, it's a little ways." Um but uh then then I think you told me if I release an arrow, whether I hit it or not, I had to tag a mule deer if it was over 50. So I, or something like that. I can't remember. Right. Cause, uh, well, I couldn't see the bear. There was a berm and I could just see you. And, uh, and again, like I was telling you the other day, every time I see draw or whatever, that song Duhas by Romstein comes on. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what the song's about. But, um, you have that look to you. So yeah, when I came up to you and looked over the berm, I'm like, "So where was he?" And you said, "I think he's dead right back." You never told me where you shot. <laughs> so like a year later, <laughs> but it was that bear went like 21 yards, and uh, and so yeah, it was it was all good. But yeah, you, so you just had I think the one year you were went back to the compound and and then you switched back. I don't even know what you did that year. You were kind of all over, but you know you're trying to trying crossfit and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on i did not try crossfit but on that note frank is wadding it up i don't ever bring up crossfit ever frank no we do all the time i don't though, frank ever. you gonna be watching the games this weekend no i don't do i don't bring that up on this podcast <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> frank, frank, frank it's uh he he's defensive of it because no i'm just kidding we bring it up all the time he's like i never talk about it you guys talk about it uh but he did do two wads already <laughs> is it a wad? I don't know what you're talking about. No, uh, but, uh, <laughs> the, that's when you know you got Frank when he laughs like that. That's when he's in he's in a he's in a zone he doesn't want to be, and that's when you need to hit him hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, the uh, um, I think man, we had a we had a good year. Well, we've all had really good luck with you, Frank, as well. But uh, the sixteen, we had a good year. the The mule deer was like the the super cool thing. Um, I mean, not all of it was was cool. The look. Uh, so most people, if you've heard this, I we went on a stock. Uh, I'm shortening this up, and Jeff is right behind me, and I sh- I shot. Um, I, I hit the deer and and uh, you kind of did. I gave me that like did I hit it the thumbs up and I kind of gave you the thumbs up down and I was like man I, I hit it but it's far back and then you could see it and you're like man that deer's dead it's gonna go over there in bed and I think you could tell I was pretty jacked up even though I don't show a ton of emotion and you were trying to walk me into submission so you had me go follow the deer and then I did exactly what you told me not to do which was push it and then you looked at me. Literally, like I just ran over your dog. You were not very happy, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it was fun. You could see that, that there was a lot of blood. It's just that those things, I don't know, they're pretty tough. And they and where we were was pretty close to, to a military range. So if they cross and go in there, we're completely hooped to get them. But uh, he didn't look like he was going to go for I was more worried about your partner coming over the hill on the other side on him. And, uh, and blowing them out. Which... Ex-partner, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> yes. I don't know how to handle that. But yes, you're, uh, you're CrossFit partner. Um, but no, it all worked out. I'm going to beat you like a rented mule. The uh, <laughs> How long have you been uh, guiding up there uh, in uh, both BC and uh, in uh, Alberta? Well, Alberta, I think it's 23 or 24 years now. And BC is... 
thirteen. So yeah, I think I've been a BC thirteen. Long time, long time, way before Frank in kindergarten. <laughs> Come on, Frank, don't take that. I've got that, nothing. I've got nothing. That was pre, yeah, pre border crossing for Frank. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> uh, dang. Love you, Frank. <laughs> the uh, well, I I uh, I'm not saying this to make myself sound better at at the time i thought the hunt was those deer were going to be relatively easy to kill and then i shot that thing and you were like i think you said something like yeah you're the you're the third one and i was like third what or maybe something like that and you basically were alluding to the fact of a lot of guys get a lot of opportunities but they kind of jack up the red zone so maybe we should talk about that both compound and traditional guys what's generally the major issue um, on the on the deer once they've closed within you know a hundred yards, fifty yards, whatever. What do guys normally screw up on most? Um, well, with the compound, I'll start with the compound guys. It's, it's once you get in that close zone where you're within shooting distance, which for most people would be forty yards and in. Um, probably one of the biggest ones is, is range finding. So for some reason, a lot of guys with the compounds they like to they don't trust their rangefinder so it's like whack-a-mole you know i mean they're just it's like i'll sit there and watch them for three hours or something i'm only 20 yards behind them and they keep range finding where you know where this buck is which is kind of hard because most times all you're seeing is their antlers so um yeah so for that and then probably well absolutely for both compound and traditional is when is that time when they when they stand up that's where everything gets goes sideways usually because they're not ready to shoot or you know a lot of people can't sit still for very long and you are one of them um but you you do but you get in there and then you shoot them wherever they're laying but uh um it's hard for people to sit still and be in a position that's comfortable um and not move when you're like the tra- traditional guys, usually it's in uh, that twenty yard yard range, and I think for most traditional hunters anyway that that come up there, for my experience, is they can't shoot. So um, they can shoot targets, but when it comes, you know that pressure time, there's a lot of arrows flying over the top of, of animals. It seems, and and I put myself in that category as well. That if you're not focused, it, it's you know it's a you go from zero to 60 really quickly when they stand up so but i don't know how you really teach that you know if you got guys that are used to hunting uh whitetails out of a tree stand which is the majority of the, the folks who come up are whitetail guys um elk hunters they're a little seem to be a little more versed in, in being ready for when they stand but even then you know with elk at least you know these things are doing cartwheels and screaming their heads off as they're coming at you so you can kind of get your adrenaline going but literally when a mule deer all you're seeing is his antlers for a minimum so um i've sat on them for as long as seven hours and all of a sudden they stand up a they look way closer than what you what you're we're looking at it seems you know all you're seeing is the tips of antlers and then when he stands it's the whole body he pins you immediately and you better be shooting so probably being ready for the shot is is the biggest uh 
um, downside of what I see anyway. I see you asked what uh, poison ivy medication I like best. We'll talk about that in a minute. That I, <laughs> the uh, from from the one the one thing that I uh, and I don't know Frank you have to chime in. Those deer, uh, they are a lot smarter than I had initially kind of anticipated from what I'd heard about Alberta and seen. Um, when I got up there, I don't want to say the first time I thought it would be a gimme, but I did not. Tactically speaking, you can't do a whole lot wrong with that. There's not a lot of play. Even the younger ones are pretty freaking smart. Um, and there's not a lot of like brushing your bino harness, you know, you know, stepping on. I mean, you cannot, there is no, I mean, hell that one buck, we stopped the truck from 500 yards away. It took off running. Um, from its bed, the, you know, the deer obviously get hunted and, and the gun season up there from what you've said is a gong show. So it's a little bit, uh, you know, squirrely as far as that goes. But, but yeah, that second year I, I shot a, a buck with the compound and then I shot, um, I was with Broderick when he shot his buck with a stick bow. And, uh, I remember you saying, you were like, yeah, I can tell you're going to get another, you're going to get back in traditional archery. Cause just cause it was so exciting, uh, being with uh, Broderick when he shot it with, uh, the stick and it is very conducive up there to, to stick bow hunting. I mean, any bow hunting at all. And, and, uh, uh-huh. Frank, I mean, what'd you think? Did you like it? Yeah, I think what, yeah, Frank, what'd you think? <laughs> I loved it. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I think what Frank went quiet there. I think where Mueller diff- came up all of a sudden, I didn't, I couldn't hear him breathing. <laughs> yeah, I think where it differs from high country mule deer hunting is it seems like in in the high country you have a little bit more time to shoot, whether it be because you're you're more uh concealed with brush or or um foliage or whatever or you know you're you're above them or or however it may be but like when they stand up i feel like you just in alberta you only have a few seconds like you're saying to shoot before they they twist their head around and they catch your movement or whatever so i think it's uh it is it is awesome for bow hunting we we had tons of opportunities so this year is frank's redemption year he's going to shoot a tank you know i think and i for frank you know I'll ask him, but it's a lot different when you've got a crowd watching you shoot. Would you agree that? I mean, like, I would not want to have people, you know, like you had Harder and, and Aaron and whoever around you at times or Davis when you were getting ready for the shot. For me, that would be a huge distraction. That's why I don't like hunting with people. <laughs> um, when I'm so seriously, I mean, it just, it kind of, kind of gets you off your game I, you know and i think davis would agree because i mean that week last year you know shots that would have been you know that might have been the back of, of your head i don't know i mean i'm just asking you and maybe in part that's why some of the guys that that i guide maybe aren't used to that and it's just another part that that kind of messes them up i don't know like some of you guys are used to that because people are videotaping you and you're then Frank with the bear, you, you smoked it. I mean, and I was sitting there right with you, so I, I don't know if that's an issue or not, but it sure could be. It would be different. Um, but. yeah, I mean, I think I'd I prefer going on stocks solo than having somebody right over your shoulder with a rangefinder. I've just hunted so long by myself. Um, yeah, that you're just kind of used to do doing it all on your own, I guess. Um, so yeah, I guess there's it <laughs> right. can be added pressure from having having a crew with you or whatever but um which towards the end there like we would spot a, a deer and then 
you know, like Harder was guiding for me and he would let me move up a little bit ahead of him so he wasn't like right there. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think everyone's a little bit different when it comes to that. Yeah, it makes sense. Do you hear the, the, do you hear the chimes? I mean, like a Chinese garden in Davenport, Washington in some cheap motel that we stayed in last night. Did you uh, have beautiful. cream of some young guy for dinner last night? <laughs> you knew that was coming. What's probably the most epic? And you got to be honest, because I know some of the stories. The top three epic, like giant deer, either you or someone else. Well, it will leave you out of it. People you were guiding have went in on. Well, you got to tell the fence post story because that one's pretty epic. Um, of Miss Deer, where you were just like, Jesus, we just lost the one opportunity of a lifetime. Well. Probably the best example of that would be me, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, I love this story. <laughs> yeah, the fence post buck. He uh, he was one that was I don't know. I don't. He was two hundred and he was he was huge. And I was on him for a long time. And it was an old farmyard that that these things would bed and feed in because they don't. There's no pesticides or no herbicides in there, so a lot of the natural stuff grows. And it's good cover, so it's always a spot. You guys have been in there a little bit. Hasn't been that hot lately, the last five or six years. But yeah, he was just a big, big deer, and he walked down this old fence line. Had no no wire, but there was these huge posts, and I was kind of positioned amongst the barn thing. And yeah, he's quartering to me, and I decided to wait for him to go broadside at about 13 yards. But there was a big fence post that covered up his vitals. I should have shot him a little bit back, and. But I didn't, and uh, I center punched the post, which is pretty cool. Um, that one was pretty painful. Um, we saw him like two weeks later, and I never saw him again. And then, uh, and then uh, um, another one, in, actually in the same area, same exact spot. And this guy from Pennsylvania, um, Eddie's his name, and his nickname is Brisket, and. He's the only guy I know that has, has arrowed two Boone and Crockett animals within a year. One was a whitetail up in the Bozone, and uh, and then one was this buck down in that same same area. And both of them he hit in the brisket. So, um, a lot of times with that particular spot, like if I've got guys who are seasoned guys, you know, I'll set them out to glass, and I'll take the guy who isn't. You know, maybe doesn't have the knowledge of glassing or what to look for and I'll just let him ride with me which doesn't mean Frank when you're riding with me that you're not experienced <laughs> but uh, so we saw this big buck in here and he happened to be with me and uh, so we, we went after him and that's what happened he missed him three times well he missed him once hit him the second time missed him the third time and uh, we chased him all the way from that farmyard to the all the way over to the to the coolies above the river, and then he was gone. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them you try to forget. You know, there was a whitetail for me that I hit too low. I always hit high out of a tree stand, so I purposely aimed low, if that's possible, with the with the with the longbow, and I killed him. I mean, I hit him, I think, in the liver, but he was a six by six that, that probably would have netted. Well, he would have netted mid 90s for sure because he was clean. But uh, spent six days looking for him. Never did find him. It was so cold. Coyotes, and birds could get on these these animals. 
because they would have been just stiff. So, yeah. I could write a book about the ones that I screwed up on, actually. Do uh, bear-wise, because you do... Um, mu- just so people make sure they understand this, because I've got questions. Uh, Jeff uh, guides in Alberta for mule deer in, what, late September on? Usually October. October. Yeah, mid-October and he's, the end. he's in British Columbia for black bear and moose um in the spring and moose in the fall and so this is his mule deer and obviously some of the bozone stuff sorry to interrupt just so people understand because you're kind of a mixed bag you do a little bit of everything but go back to the stories of fence posts and uh giant deer getting one and probably the third one that comes to mind is is a buck that was in the mid i don't know i'd say mid 80s that a a young um fellow from Colorado was on last last year, ironically. And um, <laughs> he was just a really huge Fuck y'all. That, <laughs> that, 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 I don't know what was wrong with him, but I mean, this thing was hanging around and yeah, it, I think uh, uh, got some arrows flung its way. And Best chance I had at and, that deer. Uh, best chance I had at that deer, I got to 40 from it and we were like sitting there forever, like you were saying, you sit there forever. We got to 40 and it was laying there. I'm like, well, shit, I can get closer. So I went to, th- I got to 30 yards and it finally stood up and I shot at it with my 40 and that didn't work out. That was a good looking deer. Same with the one that, uh, that Davis was on on the very last night. Yeah. Both Frank and I. Luckily, I mean, that one, even though he was hit, he, he ran away like a stallion. I mean, he is, he was fine, but, uh, he wouldn't have been a huge scoring deer. He was really old deer that had big mass and just really high off his head. He was a really good looking deer, but it, you know, every year something happens and I tend to forget what most guys, um, there, there was one stick guy that Tom, I think you guys met him. Really great guy that was on a buck. Well, I just saw you saw that deer with me when we came home. But, yeah. That deer's pushing high one. That, that was high one nineties, uh, low two hundreds. Um, yeah. Like 28 wide with like freaking 28, 30 inch main beams. Ridiculous deer. <laughs> yeah. He just had, he just had points going everywhere and he had, yeah, he had him dead to rights in a, in a, in a small little coolie that was maybe 10 yards across and he just had to wait. And, but you know, guys have a hard time with waiting. They know it's there, but they can't see it. And then they start telling themselves it's not there and they start peeking and they get crushed and, that thing came out fast and and he shot and missed it, but that's usually kind of kind of what happens down there. So when it comes together, it, it's pretty awesome. Like your first deer you shot down there was he was a stud. I mean he was a big deer, and um, yeah, it doesn't usually end up that way with uh, mostly with the traditional um, equipment. So yeah, I was I know you were kind of like whatever, but it was uh, I know I, you were excited. For sure you were, but like you said, you don't really show it because you're Sergeant Rock and, you know, you're more afraid of poison ivy. I am. Uh, that is a definite weak spot of mine. But that uh, that was one of the coolest hunts and, and stocks I had uh, I had been on. And the, the, the cool, well, not I mean, there was a lot going on there. But the one thing when I went in on that was I, I had, uh, 
I had the one in my my sights, and I knew it was there. I could see it, and I but I knew there was another buck that was just as big that couldn't have been more than twenty yards to my left. And I kept looking and looking and looking, and finally I'm like, all right, I'm I'm at a distance. I can shoot this other one. I'm not going to wait all day. Something's going to go. I'd already brushed my feathers against my freaking pant leg, and about blew the whole thing. So um, when I when I hit the one and the other one stood up, it ended up being. I don't know, 18 yards from me just over this cut bank. So if I would have waited and it's, st- you know, if that was the only deer, it was a perfect setup if it would have stood up. But uh, you, you definitely, there's a lot going on on those stalks that people just don't take into consideration, whether it be, you know, feathers rubbing legs, bino harnesses. I mean, you can't have straps flapping. I mean, you've got to be, I mean, luckily the wind blows, but you, you know, so that helps, but you got to be, you know, stealthy. And that's the one thing you hunt, you love hunting in super high wind just because you can get, you know, sub 10 yards because uh, they, they do not like the wind and they bet up in that stuff thick. Yeah, you can get away with a lot with the wind and you can get very close to, um, but most of the times, you know, you know, you don't get your shot in the bed because they're on a bank with the wind at their back and they're tucked up in a hole. I mean, they, they dig out their beds pretty strategically. So, um, you know, you're one, I don't know, there's maybe two or three over the last 20-something years that actually shot them in their beds. Otherwise, you got you have to wait. You just don't have the shot. But, I have uh, shot three in their beds. I'm three for three. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten lucky a lot. That's true. I don't know if luck plays into that, uh, but, uh, yeah. But, Frank, you could, did you, yeah, I guess you had a shot last year at one in, in his bed. Maybe more than once. I don't remember. Yeah. Didn't you? Uh, maybe. Let's not talk about <laughs> me anymore. Hello. <laughs> Frank, uh, is the connection guy? Can you guys hear me? Oh shit. <laughs> That's funny. The, the 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 one the one last year that that um I had gotten on um when I first <laughs> I mean truth be told if Harder wasn't at the top top I would have had to climb back up to figure out where the hell I was at because when I I dropped down uh to 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 go on the stock I lost all my reference points because of the angle I had to come in on but when I um when I came over the the hill I I I I scooted to the right of this knob and I couldn't see him and I scooted to the left of the knob and I couldn't see him and I thought well I come over the top he's he's got to be there he's gone and when I came over the top he was a hell of a lot closer than I thought he was going to be I was pretty much right on uh top of him and and i mean i i shot it at first i called you immediately i was like shit dude i got one and then uh you made poke fun of me for a while and then i called harder it was pretty freaking cool though it was a it was a cool stock <laughs> yeah he was watching the whole thing you weren't even supposed to be hunting well yeah those guys left early so you and you had two weeks to hunt but uh i went ahead and yeah. started a day early before my season started <laughs> yeah that was cool. We met, we put the bow together in the dark that night. You were like, "Hey, you can hunt tomorrow. Everybody's leaving." And uh, you know, all the all the guys went home early, so it wasn't like I started before the season started. My my technically my hunt was supposed to start Monday, and everybody went home Friday. You can't hunt Sunday, and so Friday night, Harder and I put the. Actually, I was shooting at the target and I missed it once, and one of the locals was not happy. They woke up with one of my arrows under its car. <laughs> believe is what they said um which wasn't good uh but so the next day um 
I had spotted that buck, I don't know, like a 10 or something, and off we went. Although I think you tried to have Harder go get me uh, or something. I can't remember the story Harder told you or whatever, but I think you were worried about me shooting a dink was what the (laughs) moral of the story was. Well, he was back far enough from you that uh, he wasn't going to, you know, weighed you down or whatever. So he called and says, man, he's on one. And I'm like, what is it? He goes, well, I guess we can just tell it's a, it's a rack buck. And I, I think I told him, I said, you need to, you need to get over there. And, uh, you know, but harder being a seasoned guide, he's, he doesn't like listening sometimes, uh, which most of them don't, they know what they're doing. And, uh, and I was joking with him anyway. And then when you, when you shot the arrow down the road, yeah, that was, that was different. I mean, Frank was Frank with Sylvia. Frank was over to Sylvia. Right? Oh my God! <laughs> oh Lord, the, man, the uh, that was because Levi. We had Levi up there, um, uh, Morgan, and then I was there. Frank, uh, Matt Davis. Uh, it was a pretty good crew, and then uh, that's bef- that's bef- great week. Yeah, yeah. Before that was um, uh, the first light guys. Kenton and uh, right, Scott. Scott, yeah, yeah, which is another. They're pretty funny to hunt with. Scott was a lot more wide open. Oh, he was a lot funnier this year than he was the year before. Scott's pretty funny. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they both. Uh, yeah, it's too bad they're they're out of the first light game, man. That's those guys were. Yeah, a lot of people uh, really enjoyed those guys. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure the meteor guys will kill it, but. Yeah, Scott and Kenton are good, good guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. Who are some of the guys you've guided? Because uh, I know you guys are pretty known personalities um, over the years, both for, you know, the Bozone, Bear, Moose, or, or Mule Deer. Mostly old school guys that probably a lot of your listeners don't know who they are, but, you know, like Dwight Shue was up. I think he did seven hunts with me and Larry Jones. Um, Don Thomas from Traditional Bowhunter has been up a lot. Uh, TJ Conrad. So a lot of guys that are kind of um, probably not. They, they don't have any really much of a presence on social media. Uh, obviously, Dwight passed away. Um, Jackie Bushman, way back in the day. Um, and probably most people don't know who he is either. <laughs> but uh, Jordan, Bill Jordan was, was uh, I didn't personally guide him. He was in camp, but um, yeah, and then you get a lot of self-professed, you know, um, legends. I think people are starting to call themselves now as legends on social media. I've had some legends up. You have been up there, is it 18 years, you said? In B.C., I think it's 13 or 14 now. But no, but for Alberta. Up, Alberta, yeah, 23, 24, something like that. Long time, because I remember thinking, how the hell did you find your way around initially because there was no on x <laughs> it is confused i'm just no. starting to learn a small portion of one area um how long did it take you you know the yeah down in the mule deer spot it really i got lost a lot a lot and um you know there was gps's out like the old garments and stuff but yeah a lot that I got lost, and you know the biggest stressor though is up in the Ebbets and Bozone because you're, 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 you know I had 75 different tree stand locations, and everything was documented for what wind direction. So you had you were flying. Usually you're trying to get guys out an hour before it got light, and you, you know I might have 
a southeast morning stand that I had to get two guys into different stands. They might have been 10 miles apart. And there's a few times that, that I got lost. It was very, very stressful trying to, you know, because they've got six hunts, basically six days to hunt. And you want to get them out there plenty early. So that's where I probably really needed the uh, a good, you know, GPS. But you, you figure it out. Yeah, you got it dialed now. You would hate that hunt. You, you would hate that hunt, Schneider. It's so flipping cold up there in November. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. It, 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 now it get, the gear is so much better, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it get, it's not horrible in, in Alberta, really. I mean, I don't, I guess after I left you guys, it was pretty, it <laughs> snowed, didn't it? Yeah, we had one full day of a blizzard. Oh, down in, uh, in down in southern Alberta, yeah. I can, see, we don't deal with too much that's, bitter but when it's really cold and windy i mean it's really tough to sit in a spot on a knob of a hill you know you're, you're I'm, I'm about the windshield scope. truck life on those days yeah yeah absolutely which is probably realistically is a way the best way to do it because you can cover ground and see forever but uh yeah Depends. Sometimes we just throw guys out on a knob just to, you know, have some peace and quiet for a couple hours too, right? In the morning. <laughs> it does spread out the uh not joking, but it does spread out being able to spot different deer. So yeah, it's good. So Frank, you still there? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> tell us about uh um, tell us about there. tell us about how you're shedicated <laughs> and um Brown gold. At, you find all that brown gold in Alberta after season. Do, do you offer shedicated shed hunts? Listen, listen. Up in Alberta, it's called Brown Town. Okay, <laughs> you will always hashtag that first. Oh yeah, that's changed. That's changed a lot. I mean, I started them in mid '90s, shed hunting and charging for shed hunts, and you'd go out and find thirty a day, and now it's there's tracks everywhere people yeah it's it's stupidly out of control it's like mortal combat well it's just not as fun anymore just because you know the, i mean the, the motel we stay at for mule deer there's no one there and this last year there was two different groups that were there young guys and they were asking me um they knew who you, they knew you and they followed you and uh they the two young fellows from, from Edmonton said, is, is this for Schneider hunts? I'm just looking, I'm going, you're kidding me, right? And, uh, cause we finding all these sheds out here and right around here. I said, now we're finding them in Saskatchewan. We're going to Saskatchewan, look for antlers. But, uh, I mean, it's a good thing, I guess, in some, I, it's actually, it's, it's out of control. I can't even look at it anymore online because it, it t- ticks me off. But people, uh, yeah, it's a small world now. And, Nothing is sacred at all. <laughs> like, I'm going on a sheep hunt here in three weeks, and I was watching this show called Sheep Shape, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, I think uh, the Sheep Foundation puts it out, and they take out disabled people or, you know, vets or whatever. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I noticed right where this guy was, and it's where I hunt, where this gal was hunting. And the good thing is <clears throat> I find out where he hunts and I know what side of the uh, valley and ridge and of the unit that he, that he's killing these big rams in. So just by watching the TV, which I don't watch those shows very much because I can't stand them. But, uh, I mean, I got a lot of info there and I think that mostly for where you guys are and like your elk and your mule deer, I can't imagine 
that you even would show photos of where you're scouting mule deer because now they've got these, you know, computer programs will actually figure out, you know, the elevation and the topography of what the picture is and show you where it's at. I mean, that's how they're busting these guys up on the Yukon border with BC where these guys are shooting rams in, in the Yukon and not in BC. There's been a couple of convictions of that recently. So, yeah, it's changed. The whole game has changed, and you either got accepted or hated. So I'm kind of in between. Yeah, we uh, we definitely have to be careful when we post photos nowadays, like you're saying, or, or video, just because, I mean, like even last year after I killed my deer, there was a, a guy that hit me up on Instagram and was like, yo, dude, I think I got pictures of your deer before uh, before season. So even like the limited amount of, of background scenery that we showed, it, it was pretty simple for that guy because he hunted the same general area to find out kind of where we were at so yeah technologies well even back before when they, when it was videos like uh the bow hunter guys um actually it was shoe and and jones they showed one of the post offices that's in my area which you guys have seen many times and the next year i mean there was double the amount of people out there and uh and a couple that would stop me and start talking to me and yeah you can uh, scouting has changed. I always thought it was kind of uh, I always thought it was kind of weird when someone finds out where you hunt and then they they want to hunt there too. It's like, dude, why would you want to go hunting somewhere where you already know another guy's hunting at? Like it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I guess it. Yeah. I don't know. Same with down in Mule Deer Camp. You know, I mean, it's. Uh, uh, I still don't see many people down there, but you know, I've Alberta is pretty well known for. Uh, for big meal deer so but i usually never had to deal with residents and, and but yeah it's, it's changed a little bit you just gotta just change strategy and whatever but uh and most guys aren't don't really know where where the big ones like to hang out everyone thinks you know it's it's the giant coolies and the big canyons and which is good but it's not necessarily all the time it's usually where you can't see which was evident last year in the one zone that we were hunting kind of had to go in there and and they were safe right so but yeah it's uh things have changed a lot and then you got guys like gladiator unleashed out there and uh who's the best dude in the world i think he documents his life on the camera i I love it He's Do you notice, Frank, that I fire shots at him when he's two thousand miles away from me? <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just adding those strikes <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> he's my neighbor now. He's awesome, man. Yeah, he, he kills me. He uh he's like five minutes or eight minutes down the road from me now. Um, which is cool. We moved up in the the mountains, and he is one of the funniest dudes you'll ever meet. But yeah. Probably don't want to. Frank, you got spanked by him, didn't you? Like literally? Well, yeah, he whooped my ass a lot. <laughs> bear camp. <laughs> Did you provoke? Yeah, him? when you can. I mean, I definitely with the, uh, uh, foam roller. Yeah, I definitely instigated a lot of of uh, him whooping my ass. <laughs> I think the best idea I had is like we would like work out in Lander's little workout area. And then uh, I was, like, making protein shakes. And I was like, Lander, I should put cake in these protein shakes for these guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good times. Good times at Bear Camp. <laughs> what What do you got for hunters coming up from Mule Deer this year? I got, um, I was able to lease four more, so I've got ten. Oh, gotcha. Ten, ten guys coming in. 
So I've got a pretty good mix of traditional and uh, and compound hunters. So yeah, it'll be. I think all of them I know. I don't know Barklow, but he seems cool. The rest of my, I think I know all of them. So and Sylvia's cooking again this year, Frank. So that'll be good. I like Sylvia. She definitely likes like Frank. You. Well, she likes Frank more. Uh, I don't think that's true. Yeah. I liked her pie. You know why, Aaron? <laughs> I finally realized why. Because Frank's, when he's out in the cold, his lips get like this ruby red. And it's almost like a <laughs> And when chocolate. he comes into the, to the eating area, it's like, it just like, it pops. Like everyone stops and just, I don't know, Frank. <laughs> Jesus, man. It's like blue steel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just, idiot yeah uh, so what uh yeah, so awkward yeah so what uh, to get off get off of sylvia frank no uh what uh just so people know what do you offer for hunts and kind of schedule just wise so and, people know sylvia is an older woman extra older <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing that's happened yeah <laughs> she's got a no, we joined it out with Frank. Oh, hard of gold. Yeah, this this cook is uh it it's yeah. Yeah, she's a nice lady and not many people come into that little town, so she's pretty uh, pretty friendly, but she's probably seventy something and, and uh and harmless, but she I hug her every yeah. day though because she feeds oh, me yeah. and I'm pretty excited about that. I give her a big hug. <laughs> it helps. Uh, she does just get, to clarify in case Frank's girl is listening to this podcast <laughs> we don't want Frank in trouble. Oh, yeah. oh Jesus. Uh, she um no, she's super cool. But that that hunt, um well, I mean all those hunts, the thing that's nice about them is they're not like well, I mean you can make them as high stress as you want, but the black bear hunt, you don't really hunt in the morning, so you get to chill. It's like a big restart for me. Uh, you know, shoot your bow a bunch, shoot, you know, bullshit with the guys. Mule deer hunts long, long days, but it's not like super high stress until you're, you know, you're on the stock and it's not like super physically grueling. You're not going to, you know, I'd say just about anybody can do that mule deer hunt and the bear hunt. Really, the, the moose hunt probably is the only one that's a little more difficult and it's not, it's as difficult as you want to make it, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, we're not trying to, like, when you shot your ball, we're, by and large, aren't shooting them that far away from the road, you know, but because they are big and they take a while to get out and, and you don't need to, you know, you, you can hunt within a half mile of the road and, and, you know, get them out, but, uh, but Devin was able to get the, the ranger over there, which was amazing. That's but, um, still sucked. But I'm not going to lie. The Montgomery's. <laughs> Well, yeah, and the weather was bad, but that was the bad you know, part. Hunts are pretty, pretty easy. I mean, as far as physically, you're not, uh, um, you know, it's not like your high country mule deer, your goat hunts, or anything like that. It's just pretty good for, you know, everybody. On your um, um, on your bear hunts, you when you uh, when you pack them out, do you just throw them over your back, or like, what's your standard protocol? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I like to do that, but I don't. <laughs> Um, because it's lame, um, <laughs> but I've had, I've had a few guys, you know, guys who work for me when they're first starting working for me, they think that, it, that I might be impressed by that. And, uh, but no, it's, you know, when they're pouring blood down your back from a hole going through them, it's, there's no need to do that. But, 
you know how these young fellows. Like speaking of uh, speaking of bear blood, remember when when Luke licked the tailgate, which was like <laughs> was fresh bear blood. <laughs> He's like, I'm not sure why I just did that. Yeah. He just started gagging. Yeah, it was awesome. I I got to tell you, Lander is the master at talking you into doing something that you is an, an increased amount of labor, and you're going to do it with a smile because Lander has walked you into it, and you don't even know it like i'll give you an example what's the fastest you've ever gutted an animal oh 90 seconds no way oh yeah i have show me and next thing you know you're gutting his deer and he talked into it but he didn't even have to ask you how did you get so good at that pride and ego is a a good weapon have you got Uh, me on that one I learned your voodoo witchcraft fairly quickly, but I'm trying to think. Did you get me? Did you get me on anything out of the gate? I, yeah, maybe pulling your bears out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, as far I don't even remember. What the, I mean, harder was with you last year. The mule deer before. I can't remember in the first one. I think. Yeah, you and you and Call found it way before, and I was over on the other side. You guys found it and had it. Had it yeah, I just gone out and everything. Ready before. to go. So yeah, no, no. You know, it's like Devin. You know, he's, uh, this guy shoots shoots a big bull, and we're doing photos or whatever. And I just kind of looked at him and says, "Have you ever, have you ever gutted a bull? Have you ever butchered one?" And he gives this kind of cross-eyed look to him because you're about to find out. And uh, I said, "Cool." And there he went. His young back was bent over taking care of the the moose meat so yeah yeah i will uh throw a few more he walked broderick into it twice uh you walked scott into it you've done it to devon more than once the moose thing was perfect do you know how to do this get out of the way i'll show you and then (laughs) (laughs) hey you think you can carry that hell yeah i can carry that the next thing you know you're packing everything out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, have you ever had a, a rear quarter in your backpack? The backpack never got bloody. Like, what? You know, and you see their eyes, and then you know you got them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Saves your backpack. Oh yeah, good times. Well, this year, this year should be no different. We'll be up there October what twenty first or second or third? I can't remember. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yep. And then yeah, uh, it'll be good. I'm heading out there. Early September, we'll go check it out and run around a bit. So, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be. They've gotten quite a bit of rain last last month and a half, a lot. So, yeah, not too it's bad. Of winter out there. I mean, even if yeah, I mean, winters take their toll. But there's all. It's usually if it's dry in the early spring when they're growing. Sometimes you you don't get the antler growth, but it, it, there's just so many deer out there to look over. It's just kind of it's it's actually. Hands down, my favorite hunt. It's just fun. No, it is fun. Frank? Yes. What do you think? You coming back this year with a vengeance? <laughs> yeah. Bring my fucking AR-15 and just let her go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, I don't think you can have those in Canada, can you? No? AR-15? I, I don't know. You right. certainly can't have it on a bow hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, that fr- is that frowned upon? I don't know. It might be all right in like Manitoba. I'm not sure. Um, 
So uh, where can guys check you out at, uh, Jeff, if they're interested in, in getting on a hunt? Yeah, like go to my Instagram, at Primitive. No I between the T and the V. Uh, Primitive-outfitting.com is my website. Gotcha. And uh, and Jeff does black bear, moose, and uh, and mule deer. And uh, it's pretty freaking fun, obviously, as you probably figured out just from listening to the podcast. And I think we're going to try and do a better job at uh, uh, videoing, but also kind of keeping people updated um, on what's going on, which we have not done the greatest job at in years past. I'm having so much fun. I'm not really paying attention to the video, so... Try, we'll try and do better this year. Ah, we'll, we'll have fun. For Frank sure. will do it. <laughs> he'll, he'll do it first day. No, I'm serious. You're going to get it done, Frank. I'm going to get her done, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, man, I, I appreciate everything. It's been – we have had a very good string of luck together. Um, I don't I don't think, but there's, I guess, one hunt that we didn't fill a tag, and we filled it on the next one, so that's pretty pretty freaking good odds. Um and uh, that's black bear, moose, grizzly, and mule deer. So it's been a been quite quite uh, quite a, quite an adventure <laughs> and a lot of jokes. Yeah, well, you've had yeah. Uh, it's not all luck though. I mean, anyone who follows you guys pisses off, and uh, yeah, which helps a lot. Yeah, until your shoulders go bad. I was gonna say. Hopefully I can keep shooting because I shoot more than I probably should, but uh, that helps. I told Frank, Frank has not been hanging out with me much lately, so I told him if he misses this year, I'm going to give him shit. But then, <laughs> Dude, I shoot my bow every day. That's what he I, said the last time. I, no. I, <laughs> there, there's probably a gal involved, more than likely. I shoot my bow every single day. Didn't fill one tag last year. Just one. Is just your the bow, are tag. you shooting a white one this year again, Frank? What are you shooting? I have a, your bow? Uh, yeah. No, I do have a white target bow, but it it wasn't working out on the initial setup, so no. Right. But um, yeah, I'm shooting a, an obsession. Cool. Because yeah. he's obsessed. That's how he <laughs> conquers. Yeah. <laughs> did you go? Did you shoot Park City the tag shoot, Frank? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I wore uh, first light shorts with gaiters yep. and a flat bill. Hat. Wait. And um yeah. That's it. That's all I GoPro. Got to do. <laughs> yeah, GoPro did all it was awesome. Oh Lord. <laughs> anyway. And the hate mail will begin right <laughs> yeah. there. Well thanks for tuning in everyone. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever shoot that, dude. I mean really I I mean it looks fun. Like all those shoots. In fact, they do one down in San Antonio at the Weiss Brothers ranch, which looks great, but like some of those shots are, would be a par three for me. Literally, you know, and if, when you're shooting expensive arrows, and you're, yeah, I don't know. Do many traditional guys do that? Shoot, there's there must f- be. There's but. a few, yeah. There's a few. I um, I just, you know, I mean, a traditional, I mean, 120 for a compound is 40, 50 for a trad bow. So it's just, you know, you got to scoot half the distance everybody else is shooting from. It's, it's, uh, I've, I've only went to one with my compound. I had a great time, but I also had pins out to 120 yards. So I, um, or a sight mark, but I don't, I mean, I'm sure you could set up a, a stick bow tack where it's, you know, not necessarily far, far shots, but, you know, 30 to 50 and really, you know, difficult angles and things like that. It's just, you know, there's not as, there's just not as many stick bow guys as there is compound guys. There's not the attraction. No, it looks, uh, 
pretty uh looks pretty cool yeah i don't know it uh some of those shots so like that one straight down at the mule deer is pretty pretty sweet how far is that one do you remember You'll have to ask Dana. She down. probably counted her bow the entire way it fell to the ground, and she might know from that because I believe <laughs> she dropped her bow off the cliff. There. Oh, Isn't yeah. that the one she dropped? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I guess if it fell per second, she would know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Twenty yards per second. <laughs> oh Lord, I should go. I should get off this thing before I get myself in trouble. Frank, you got anything to add? There you go. Bye, Lander. Good. <laughs> Bye, Lander. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Crimson uh, Chin. Oh, Lord. Say hi to Lana for us. Yeah, and I appreciate the heads up on uh, getting on the podcast. The, the 11-minute uh, heads up was great. That's usually a lot longer than I usually get. So um, I was just surprised you were good. awake. I mean, you like you like to, you like your beauty sleep. <laughs> That's why you're so handsome. <laughs> you do have amazing skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming through there, too, in September, so. I know. You're gonna, I was going to say you're going to go visit the wife. I think uh, you're coming up to the house on your way to your Elkhorn, aren't you? Yeah. But the best part of that, dude, is when she was saying, yeah, you got to come by and whatever, whatever. And she was saying the same thing. I said, yeah, we'll, just, we'll grab some drinks and go to a movie. And there was just silence on your part. And that, <laughs> that really happened. Uh, that's funny. Well, she, <laughs> uh, she's, uh, she's heard me talk about you so much, and she sees she, – so she knows – if people don't understand when you comment on my pictures, you're being a total jack wagon, but they think you're serious. Right. And so she knows, like, you'll be like, hey, uh, what type of shoelaces do you use? Well, people think you're actually asking me what kind of shoelaces I use. So she's watching from the the back. And then, you know, she the fact that you constantly make fun of me makes her laugh her ass off. So she's really like, like I got to meet Jeff. And I, so I, you know, I told her, she's like, ah, I'm going to go out to dinner with him. I'm like, yeah. I say, he's funnier than shit. He'll be coming through. So she's excited. Uh, and she loves your chin. No, I just, I just, it, it kills me when uh, people are, some of the questions you get, which I guess are legitimate, but I, cause I don't want to know what kind of poison ivy stuff you use. I just was just asking <laughs> and just so making comments shit. about your quiver. <laughs> said, your quiver has straps on it and it's like, and that's it. Right. And so people are like, what do you mean? Of course it's got straps on it. <laughs> it's just a confusion factor, which is what, what, what I get a kick out of. But no, you get a lot of crazy questions, man. Yeah. Frank does too. But, Cool guys. <laughs> all right, Frank. Well, this is an for Frank. This, yeah. this podcast is a little bit uncomfortable for Frank. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's <laughs> uh, <laughs> that laugh again. Yeah. Oh Lord. All right, man. Well, I'm sure I'll talk to you next week. We're heading out to go scouting, so we'll give. I'll give you a ring when we get back. Sounds good. Document it all. I will do that. Maybe. All right. All right later. Thanks.